Welcome back to the Break the Bell podcast, the show show where we promote free speech, free thought, just about all the freedoms. Yeah, we we promote free everything. Just free, free stuff. Free stuff. Free college. Do we promote free college? No. So you got to pay for it. Okay, there's no such thing. (laughs) As free college, there's no such thing no, as free. No. Actually, nothing's really free. Nothing. Um, uh, I, no, no, love, that's not true. Love that's, is free. Yeah, love is free. Yes. Um, I did see a post this week, which kind of applies to what we're just talking about right now. Yeah. Is the only thing you're entitled to is the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So yes. those three things. Everything else, nothing else is free. Those three things are free. So yes. life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. And the, it's the pursuit of it. You're not actually guaranteed happiness. You're just no, you're, allowed to pursue it. You're, you're allowed to do everything in your power to yes. achieve happiness. And in the end, if you achieve it, then that's the work of your hands. It, it, you're not, you don't have the right for people to just grant you happiness all the time. That's just right. <laughs> uh, and originally, the founding fathers were going to make it property, life, liberty and property, but then they realized because they're trying to get rid of slavery, they didn't want to put that in there because, yeah, because then that kind of guarantees that. It guarantees slavery because at the time, slavery was considered property. Right. But welcome to the show. Welcome back. This is episode three. We've made it yes. three full weeks. Yeah. And the, you know, the third one is supposed to be huge. Yeah. I, I mean, it's supposed to be big. I think I think it's going to be big. I think we got a good show plan oh, lined we up. We always have a good show planned. Um. Just a little bit of pre-show bullshit because we like to. Um, yeah, we here. We did get to uh, uh, hang out yesterday in a non-social distancing yeah. setting. It was nice. No masks. Uh, no bubbles. No ventilators. No bubbles. I when I thought I thought you meant like blowing bubbles. That would have been. Oh, weird. that we should have added that actually <laughs> next time. Next <laughs> that time would have been fun. Um, but yeah, we got to hang out, have a couple of drinks, um, play yeah. some beer pong, some yard games. And yeah. Stuff. Uh, the, the what's the frisbee one? I've never played that before. Beersbee. Some people call it beer okay. frisbee. Yeah, I, I've heard good things about it, but I've never yeah. actually got into it myself. But yeah, yeah that, it was fun. I suck at it, but it was yeah, fun. My wrist is like super sore today yeah. from playing that. Um. I, I think you, speaking of drinks, I think you wanted to clear up yeah, some, okay. something here. So this is our first like show controversy I need to clear up. Last week I was seen drinking a drink and I was wrongly called out and, and I, I'm offended personally that uh, I was drinking White Claw. I don't drink White Claw. Mm-hmm. I know there ain't no law when you drink the claw, but <laughs> one law you can be sure of is I'm not drinking it. So I was actually drinking this lovely commemorative Coors Light 2020. See, it's got the, the shades right there, and it says 2020. It's like a limited edition 2020 it is. version. This is so we can all remember this year. This is the great the great year of 2020. <laughs> yes, because it, you're never going to forget. <laughs> we actually have a few of these unopened still, these commemorative cans. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants, uh, maybe we could use this as a promo. If you comment, um, 2020 is bullshit. Uh, maybe I'll send you a. Oh, we'll do a drawing and send send somebody cool. a can. If you're close, we can drive by your house and throw it at it. Yeah, that, <laughs> there you go. But I I can't confirm or deny that you were or were not drinking white I, claw. I can confirm you that. Kind of seem like a a white claw <laughs> drinker. <laughs> just like that, you leave. Just take off. You don't have the power to delete yourself from here, no, like I no, do. I so. have to delete myself. <laughs> so yeah. Um, had a little bit of fun this weekend, um, had a few drinks, hung out with some friends. It's been nice since this whole corona bullshit's kind of put a damper on things. Yeah. It's the first, first party of the, the season. For so us, yeah. yeah. 
So uh, definitely had good times there. Yeah. Um, still thing bullshit going on around the world. I mean, yes. like I said, we're three weeks in. And yep. in that three weeks, absolutely everything that you could think has possibly happened, uh-huh. anything you can imagine. And, you know, a wise man once said, you know, when the world's going to shit, it's a brave man that can kick back and party. And <laughs> That's I'm true. right there. <laughs> we are definitely kicking back and partying. Um, we're going to bring you some of that info later. We're going to talk about... Uh, some of the stuff that's going on with uh, the different protests still, um, we're not going to, it's not going to be the protest show. So, I mean, we're not going to really focus yeah. too much on that, but we're going to focus on some of the stuff around it. Um, there's a new shooting that happened. Yeah, in, in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Um, we're also going to get into like some, some, deal with some of the ridiculous intolerance we're seeing around the country, yes. around the world. Um, it's just, like the divide, like we said last week, is just so ridiculous. It's, it is like World War Three out there with memes on on social media. <laughs> yeah, it that, is insane. And if if you have nothing to say, just use a meme. That's yeah. that's the way it goes. Um, some other crazy stuff that happened. I, a new country was formed. Right, I know. Are they putting the fifty first state on there? I is mean, it, is it a state or is it its own country? Uh, oh, like, it, it's autonomous. Autonomous yes. zone is so what they're actually. Calling. It's not. Yeah, it's its own country now. So the real the messed up part is. They stole this idea from us. I know, I know. And the fact they beat us to it kind of pisses me it's, off. <laughs> was it like three weeks ago? Yes. Like long before this happened, even before I think the riots took off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we noticed a plot of grass behind our offices yes, that we work out some of. Some huge trees. Huge trees. It's never been touched. The no. lawn- lawnmower never touched it's the virgin thing. virgin land. Yes, it's un- unclaimed territory and by our book yes. and so i had said why don't we make that ours yeah you said all we need is a big fucking flag but and we can make it ours i'm almost positive don't quote me on this i'm almost positive all you need to make your own country is a big fucking flag and obviously superior firepower in case people come <laughs> against you of course but i think we'd have a I, I leg up on both of those i think we're pretty good around here so we just need to design our flag yeah and then um we will create our own autonomous zone if y'all want to come join, I yeah. Mean, oh my gosh, yeah. We can up our our population. We get more representation. I mean, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to talk about this new country, this autonomous zone, or whatever you want to call yes. it, um, coming up in a little bit. Bill, I'm going to let you before I kick this intro. I'm going to let you give a shot at telling them where they can find us and on all our social medias because you said you wanted to learn <sighs> yeah, that. Right. Right. And here's your yeah. chance. Okay. This is it. This is what I prepped for. <laughs> Did you prep? <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs> okay, so uh, you can find us at uh, Break the Bell Podcast on Facebook and on um, uh, iTunes. Mm-hmm. And you can um, also find us on Twitter. Where at on Twitter? Um, break the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> that was close. That was really close. From what you didn't hear him say when his mic started muffling was, you can find us on Twitter at Break the Bell Pod. POD for podcast. Yes. And then also on Instagram at Break the Bell Podcast. <laughs> Break the Bell Pod. Pod. Break the Bell POD. <laughs> you'll, you'll get this. We're going to keep trying this every week until you get it right. And can I make flashcards? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Break the Bell. Uh, Twitter at Break the Bell Pod and Instagram at Break the Bell Pod. You can, we're on Podbean, right? We're and on Spotify? Podbean, Spotify, um, iTunes, Google, yeah. Google Podcasts. Yes. Um, Almost in anywhere that I've checked that you can find podcasts, you can get them. If if you can't find it on your platform, let me know and I'll make sure we get it up there. Yeah, so you might even accidentally find us. Yep, exactly. Which 
I'm sorry if that's the case. If you weren't looking for us and you stumbled upon us, but stick around. Maybe you'll find out something that you like and um, become a dedicated listener. Yes. We uh, need to have like a nickname for that. Like, you know, like Bell, uh, bell Crackers or Bell, bell Breakers? Bell break, ball Breakers. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Ball Breakers. Yes. Be a Ball Breaker. <laughs> be a Ball Breaker and join us. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, the the big thing to do, I guess, all the young kids are doing it, is go down and hit like and subscribe so that that way um, we get kind of out there more because it's kind of a popularity contest. Same on iTunes, I guess, like likes and stuff are popular on that, are, are good for you on that too. So yeah. if you're just listening to us, subscribe to us and then um, you'll also get any updates, uh, any promos that we decide to put out too. So yeah. do that and be a Ball breaker with us. Bell yes. breaker, ball bell, breaker. It's got to be bell breaker. Bell breaker. Okay, yeah. bell breaker. We'll go with that. Yeah. Anything else? I think that covers it for now. All right. The the floor stands. We are going to kick this intro video right now. What did you say? You talking to me? What, what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? And we are back, yes, back, rocking out to some, uh, one of my favorite uh, 90s bands, um, one of yours, I think you like it too. Oh, I, I love me some Rage, what I like most about them is they're not political at all. No, not at all political, until just recently apparently, they what? just decided to um, be overly politicized, according to one former fan. Um, yeah, so we're going to start off. Because all this stuff going on in the world is making everyone super polarized, everyone super politicized, even though the same people are screaming that they're not, they don't want politics to be um, heard in the media. Right. So we're going to talk about this guy here. This was a former, um, he, he describes himself as a former Rage Against the Machine fan. And if you don't know anything about Rage Against the Machine and you don't know where they stand on politics, just read the name Rage Against the Machine. Yes, that's not an angry mechanic. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, McDonald's ice cream worker mad at the ice cream machine. <laughs> Nothing like that. So this guy gets on Twitter. Let me pull up the screen because y'all need to see his stupidity. So it uh, says, it started when... Um, so this Twitter spat started when a Twitter user named Scott Castaneda, he tweeted, tweeted at Morello, um, who's the guitarist for uh, Rage. Rage Against the Machine, Tom Morello, 
on Tuesday night. He said, I used to be a fan until your political opinions came out. Music is my sanctuary, and the last thing I want to hear is political BS when I'm listening to music. <laughs> he wrote, seemingly unaware, that he had been listening to one of the more popular political rock, rock groups the whole time. Um, so then Tom Morello goes on to retweet or tweet back to him. He says, Scott, what music of mine were you a fan of that didn't contain political BS? I need to know so I can delete it from the catalog. <laughs> I thought that was beautiful response by Scott. Yes. Um, beautiful response from the band. And um, I didn't really get into if he responded to it or not. But, man, he you got to feel like when the whole country is telling you you're a fucking moron, you got to really feel like a moron. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just looking at, you know, this Bulls on the Parade is one of their bigger songs. You know, just some of the lyrics here. Weapons, not food, not homes, not shoes. Not need, not feed, just feed the war. Cannibal animal. I walk the corner to the rubble that used to be a library. Line up the mine cemetery now. It's like, you know, I mean, I don't know. That that just shows to me, you know, their political stance on some things. And what what the, the, the song I was just playing at the intro, the, the intro music there was to um, one of their initial, one of their first big hits. And that was just post Rodney King. Oh, like, this you. was basically right. in response to Rodney King riots. Right. And the first line say, those of you who join forces or something like that, um, speaking of specifically police forces, right. are the same that burn crosses. So right. he's, he is pointing out that a lot of the people serving on the police force are the same people burning crosses. Like, mm -hmm. ra a lot of racism in the police force is what he's saying. And, and that song was used in the, the Matrix movie in the soundtrack. Really? And that movie is also about tearing down the system mm -hmm. you know and so i i don't know how the guy read it wrong i mean i, I really don't i don't know it's always been political and they've always been openly political when oh. you watch their live shows yeah. and stuff i mean they protest against the mtv movie awards yeah i mean i did you do you remember that did you see that i didn't see that one. uh oh gosh was it uh the lead singer de la rocha i mean was like i think he was naked climbing up the the, <laughs> the top of the stage <laughs> to protest the you know the institution there. Yeah. And they're, I mean, they're extreme, I would say, borderline like socialist I ideologies. Um, they have yeah. freaking Che Guevara on yeah, their, um, right. um, one of their album arts or, or their, their song arts or something like yeah. that. So they're very um, socialist leaning. However, they don't subscribe to the Democrat Party because they were no, they had um, protest outside a DNC rally I'd read no. in in like Denver or something back in the 90s and and got arrested or something for that. So, so they're very left wing. They're very left wing. They're very anti um, government, anti establishment mm. type type people. Which and for for this guy to come out and say, I don't want to hear your political BS in music. I just want to listen to music. What go listen to? Right. I'm sorry if you're a pop music fan, but go listen to pop music. Where it's all just cookie cutter, right? Yeah, all just like the yeah. the catchy lines and stuff. I, I don't even know what the uh, popular cookie cutter song is nowadays. I, I don't it's... either because I don't listen to it. Right. Um, but if you're gonna listen to like any kind of uh, rock music, usually it's gonna have some kind of political biasness to it. And yeah. and I don't think the guy is saying I don't want to hear your politics and music. I think he was saying I don't want to hear politics that aren't the same as mine in music. Probably yeah. It's the same guy. If if he's a we'll just. Pretend he's a right-wing Trump supporter right. because that just makes the most sense in this case. <clears throat> I don't know that for a fact, but um, if the guy came out and said, um, 
started singing like praises for Trump and stuff like that, the guy would be all for it. Oh, right. if, if you're supporting my politics, sure, put that in music. Right. Yeah. Like you hear um, people say talking about God and stuff like that in music, and Christians are like, oh, they're on our side. But then as soon as um, they say something that they don't agree with, oh, right. don't put that stuff in yeah, music. Right. Yeah. Um, where do you put it though? Like, right. Music is an outlet for your voice. Exactly. Yeah. It's an expression of yourself. And if you're not putting in music, I don't know where it's going to go. It's so. the whole, you know, sit down and shut up mentality. We exactly. don't, we don't care what you think. We don't care. And I've had that mentality towards yeah. like Colin Kaepernick and sports and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm kind of changing my views now because it's just like, well, these are, these people have platforms to talk. Yeah, right. they you might not agree with it, but well, and it's different though. Like, like you said, a musician, it, it, their music is expression of of who they are, of their beliefs, of of their soul. So I don't care if a musician wants to sing a song. I mean, on his, you know, whatever he believes in. What I don't like is you know Matt Damon getting on the news and telling me I need to believe in some other bullshit because he's an actor. Right. You know, it's like act, man. Just yeah. act. Yeah, and I was going to say the the difference is we're paying to see you throw a ball around or we're paying to see the movies you're in. Yeah. We are paying musicians to sing from their soul. That is the right. the best music comes from your soul and your your beliefs and uh, right. your opinions and stuff come out in music. That doesn't make you a better football player. Right. Yeah. On the contrary, I mean everybody's complaining that Kaepernick isn't getting signed anywhere. And it's not because he he kneels, it's because He's not a great quarterback at all. He's not great, and um, he's kind of turned into a little spoiled bitch, in my opinion. He is. From what I've heard, because he was trying to get signed by the XFL when it decided to recreate itself Mm -hmm. and rebrand itself. But his what he was asking for a salary was just way, way higher than what they were willing to pay him. And it's just like, dude, you want to do something? Just take what you can get at this point. Yeah, now if Kaepernick or Matt Damon or whoever, you know, if they want to put on, you know, a rally, they want to like, you know, put a lot of money towards something and then lead a cause, you know, that would be awesome. Then I that would give credence to me on that person. But the person just goes up on the Oscar and it's like, um, yeah, uh, the government sucks. Peace out. Yeah, or um, like the actors that come up to accept their awards and come out and the first thing they say is. Fuck Trump. Right. Woo, that guy's a genius. Yeah. No, no, he's not. He's just an actor. Right. He's just a guy that lies for a living. Yeah. And you think that he has um, the best things to say, and he can just say those two words and get you all riled up because, oh, he's so smart because he said fuck Trump. Right, right. Good job. Uh, but it's like that video of all the celebrities now that you – know, have you seen it where they're all like – I'm sorry that I'm racist. Oh, yes. I, I'm, I, I'm ashamed that I'm white. I take responsibility was the big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Such a pandering yeah. freaking video. Yeah. I will never laugh at another funny joke against any race ever again. Yeah, and it, and you can tell they took like some of the worst actors because you can yeah. tell it's all an act. Right. Because you get that guy from uh, Breaking Bad up there, the – Jesse Pinkman from right, Breaking yeah. Bad, and he was at the end. He was like glaring and scowling at the camera. He's like, "I vow to never let this happen on my watch." It's just like, dude, right, dude, right. <laughs> you're, you're going to come out of your house in Beverly Hills and make sure that doesn't happen. Right, <laughs> exactly. It's like, dude, could you? Tr- you acted better on Breaking Bad right. than you did for this yeah. realistic yeah. video. It's like, man, you don't even know how much a cart- yeah. carton of milk costs, so you're going <laughs> right. to stop racism. Yeah, <laughs> and um. 
Yeah, there's just this whole mentality, this pandering mentality right now. Like the the entire Democratic Congress, oh, like dressing in the, like the African yes. garb and kneeling for their photo op of nine minutes. And yeah. oh my gosh! And yeah. <laughs> come to find out, these these <laughs> colors that they were wearing were supposedly. Yeah. Um, I don't know this for a fact, but from what I've read, they're supposedly from like the tribes that sold the most people yes. in slavery in yeah. Africa. Yeah. And that to me is like <laughs> being so like ignorant that you come out in um, a Confederate flag to say, right, yeah. I, I support the black people by right. wearing this Confederate that, flag. It's like a, that's a Michael Scott move from the office. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. And I'm pretty sure there was a, there was like a, um, an episode about racism that he had to deal with. And it was, basically along those lines yeah, right um it's just <laughs> so ridiculously pandering yeah. i i feel that black people have to look at that and be like dude what the hell are you doing yeah, right yeah yeah just stop just <laughs> stop stop man that's just it, it's so belittling and so ridiculous yeah. because that's just saying Basically saying you're all from Africa. Right. Yeah. It's all the same. It's yeah. all the yeah. same. Oh, y'all y- 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 people from Africa, we stand with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's like my, my, when my grandma passed, you know, and Native American and, uh, and a lot of people were like, oh, well, we should get, we should get a shaman out of the, the reservation around her. Now, this is up in New York. My grandmother was born in New Mexico. Okay. She's Muscalera. Apache, and you're not going to find Mascalera Apache in New York at all. And so it's like, so you're getting um, what could be an enemy tribe shaman. Well, it just it's just two totally different things. And to say they're the same is just like you said, it's insulting, it's asinine, it's pandering in the worst case. Yeah, but that's what we do. We all us white people have to pander because. Black people aren't able to stand up for themselves. Right. Even though they're doing a pretty good job standing up for themselves these last few weeks. Right. A lot of them are standing up to this kind of bullshit and saying, dude, that we're not we're not with them. We right. don't associate with that. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Stop doing this. But um the that mentality is almost like, well, we, we gotta hold up these people because they can't do it on their own. Yeah. It reminds me of how well, you had seen that picture of uh, what's oh, the Daenerys. chick Daenerys, Daenerys from yeah. uh, um, from Game of Thrones, and all the uh, former slaves are like holding her up, and that's yeah. that's just this mentality of let me be the spokesperson for all you yeah. people of um, second class uh, races yeah, and stuff. Right. And it's just doing the opposite of what yeah. they say. Let, they're let doing. me let me fight your fight for you because because you can't exactly exactly. So yeah. all that going on. All the pandering going on. Protests are still going on. Yeah, yeah. We actually had another one in Iowa City. That's um, what I heard. And we, um, there's been quite a few around the country. Um, but beyond that, it's, I mean, it's reached global. And it's funny because everybody, I saw someone comment earlier today that, you know, people are laughing at America because of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But you have, you know, you have England where for some reason they're protesting the most you know, pussyfied police force in the right. world. They don't even have guns, do they? No, they don't. They actually have problems when someone goes on a mass stabbing raid because they can't stop them. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do you do when you don't have guns and somebody has a knife? Exactly. I mean, you have in Canada where actually uh, Mounties beat an, an, a native she- chief when they arrest him. Oops. 
Sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> scared working me out, for a minute. Working out the kinks. So they beat a native chief during arrest, so now they're all protesting the police up in Canada. Canada, you know, the pussified state. <laughs> the Mounties. Yes. Then you have... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooh, that's about it. Um, <laughs> sorry if we have any sorry. listeners from Canada. Yeah, which we we, we got to throw in a horrible Canadian accent whenever we <laughs> of say course. Canada. But then you have, like, France, where you have people protesting the police in France because of, of brutality. And in the most bizarre twist, the police have started protesting them. <laughs> so we got protesters protesting the police. We have police protesting the protesters who are protesting the police. Yes, yes. So when is somebody going to come out and protest that the police are protesting <laughs> the, the protesters? That, that's next week. Oh, okay. So you yeah, got, we got to keep an eye on that because that should be yeah. interesting. You, you got now India who is protesting the caste system that's been there for years, hundreds of years. And you got Australia where people are protesting Aboriginal Lives Matter. So this thing is like global. So it's like racism is not a it's not a U.S. thing. It's not right. uh, an American thing. It's not a, it's a mankind thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So and I had seen somebody was commenting that uh, the U.S. was the like most abhorrent place to live as like a minority right now. Right. And it's just not. I'm sorry. Stuff happens. There is stuff that's yeah. being plastered all over the news. But you can't tell me that's worse than in other countries where other cultures are being right. genocided and being completely butchered because of uh, a certain tribe or yeah. a certain uh, – uh, I mean it's it's a, the same race or skin tone there, but it's just a different right. – tribes yeah. that are getting butchered and genocided. Yeah. So you, you can't say that it, it's so, this is the worst place a minority. Right. Oh, it's like, you know, the Bosnian war back in the nineties, you know, mm. it's, they were butchering Muslims that had come over, migrated over there, you know, and, but you know, they looked the same of the, as them, mm. you know, they just were Muslim and they thought that they were, you know, the reason why their country was, was, you know, impoverished. Right. And so they started slaughtering them. So are these uh, worldwide protests, do you think, because we, we said a lot of this stuff that's going on now, we think is kind of pre-planned or pre, uh, uh, yeah. like, forced into being something more than it's not, or, like, um, things being worked in to the Black Lives Matter movement that isn't actually part of Black Lives Matter. Is right. is the worldwide thing, is that something, a bigger issue, or is that just people coming together and being like, you know what, racism exists here, too? And, you know, yeah, how, no, I, I definitely, I mean... You know, there's an international movement. You know, I definitely think it's all coordinated. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the fact that it all kicked off with George Floyd, you know, it's all just taken on a life of its own now at this point. But Mm -hmm. it's, you know, but all the tactics are the same across the globe. Yeah. You know, it's so it's just too. I don't believe in coincidences. Right. Just not. People aren't that together enough to just instantly within a week, the entire world just erupts. Right. Like we were just at this boiling point for so long, and this was the spark to set it off. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's that going on. And we kind of mentioned in the intro about um, the the new country in Seattle. Yeah. The the, uh, autonomous zone known as Chaz. Yes, yes. You can't find a a better uh, place than that. Chaz. That's like... Sounds like a douchey name already. <laughs> um, 
So I got an article here. This is from Fox News. I got two sides, so we'll try to cover both. Just kind of let you know what's going on. One side is saying that this is like Antifa dominating this section with like militant style, just taking over this section of Seattle. And the other side is saying, oh, it's just this peace loving. Everyone is like together um, on the same page. And even the even Seattle is saying the mayor of Seattle is saying, "Oh no, um, it wasn't a militant style thing. Our, right. our our police force had to leave for whatever reason. But no, this is a peaceful thing, right? Where the people are just sharing food and watching um, movies and and giving speeches and stuff like that. So this one is Fox News. It says confusion reigns as Seattle seized six blocks known as Chaz." Reportedly, change his name to Chop. Maybe they thought Chaz would douchey too, so they changed it to Chop. <laughs> well, Chaz does sound like a frat boy. It says we're not trying to su- to secede, so they're not trying to be their own country. Okay, that's sad. Here's a picture of their um, the sign into entry. Uh, it says People's Republic. It said it has thirteen twelve on it, and it has the ACAB, which was all cops are bad, and then it says the People's Republic of Capitol Hill. So. Chaz says, is it Chaz or Chop? So this is going to be really condescending because it's Fox News and they're totally against this thing. Right. In the six blocks seized by Seattle protesters, there was plenty of confusion this weekend as some seek to change the name of the self-proclaimed Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone to Capitol Hill Organized Protest. Capitol Hill Organized Protest. So Chop. Um, So Chaz, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, made it sound like they're trying to secede and be autonomous. Chop makes it sound like, hey, we're just using this area for protests. Mm-hmm. And I think I know why. I'll get into that. It says in six, okay, this is not an autonomous zone. We are not trying to secede from the United States. One protester said Saturday afternoon in a video interview circulating on Twitter. Some sidewalks showed chalk lettering featuring the new Chop branding. Uh, a group of people entered the perimeter Saturday carrying large American flags. A melee broke out. There's that word again, our favorite word. A melee broke out, and some protesters occupying the zone tried to rip flags from their hands. It was not clear what the group, those carrying the flags, were affiliated with, but some of the crowd accused them of being white supremacists or members of the Proud Boys, a far-right neo-fascist organization. Never heard of the Proud Boys. Oh, you know, I have heard of them once before, yeah. Okay. On Friday, one video showed a protester clad in blue helmet and covering his face, climbing up to attempt to remove a sign that read, Welcome to Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, which hung over Pine Street. The video posted by journalist Julio Rosas showed the crowd below him shouting and arguing before the man actually came down, leaving the sign intact. It appears that Chaz Street, the Chaz Street sign is staying for now as the man climbed off the ladder and a struggle broke out. Over control of the ladder, a woman asked, is anyone in charge? No, no, nobody's in charge there. I mean, that's the point. And so, sorry, I got something. Um, So changing, because for the last, what, three or four days, it was the autonomous zone, Chaz. Yes. Capitol Hill autonomous zone. Um, Now it's CHOP, which is Capitol Hill organized protest. The difference being this, if you are an autonomous zone, I know a lot of truck drivers have already come out and said that they're not going to deliver to this autonomous zone. Mm. So now you have to deal with the. They they are realizing 
yes, you can just take a big freaking flag and put it on a property and claim it as yours and claim an autonomous zone. But then you also have to deal with the backlash of, well, the country you seceded from doesn't have to trade with you, doesn't right. have to give you supplies, doesn't have to provide the medical and the food that you thought you had the right to. You have the right to all this free stuff. You have the right to um, free health care that you're asking for. You have the right to uh, free trade and stuff like that. You're a, an autonomous zone. You're in your own country now. Right, yeah. You don't have the right to that now. Right. You set up your own trade routes. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, the, actually, Chaz, um, if you go to their website, they have a list of demands. And uh, some of them go for, um, let's see here. Okay, so they are uh, demanding the abolition of the police force and the current legal system. End of the school-to-prison pipeline that, and the abolition of youth jails. Uh, demand that the city government, not the state government, but that the federal government launch a full-scale investigation to pass deaths of by pr police brutality. Uh, demand that the city of Seattle make the names of officers involved in the police public. Um, let's see. They go through quite a few different demands on the city as far as like reforms to the police, uh, closing jails. Um, let's see. Localized crime. Um, let's see. My favorite, though, is when they get into they want free college. They want uh, free socialized health care. See that free th public housing. There it is. Yeah. Uh, naturalization services for immigrants in the United States. Um, let's see. Demand a degentrification of Seattle. Uh, demand the restoration of city funding for arts and culture. I mean, they just go on and on. It's like, you know, but the. That's what I'm saying. That's why they all of a sudden want to change from Chaz, an autonomous zone, to CHOP, an organized yeah. protest, because you can't make demands for free health care for, <laughs> for free for the, the federal government to look right. into whatever when you're not part of that federal government anymore. Right. Yeah, exactly. You go from a declared autonomous zone, our own being, our own entity, to, oh, shit, these people that we want to do all this stuff for us, yeah. they don't have to do that now because we're autonomous. We have to do that for ourselves. Right, right. So that, that puts you... <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's who do you believe with when it comes to, you know, you get different, like, perspectives. You get some people, like, saying, oh, it's like Burning Man. Or, you know, it's like a giant block party. You know, it's a love fest. Mm -hmm. And then you get other people that are, are saying, like, no, you know, there's extortion... Um, it's violent. You know, people said that uh, they were told they can't record like fights or, you know, the chaos parts. You know, it's just, you know, there's people want to make it look like utopia, but there's others saying that it's chaos and anarchy. And so it's like, but who do you believe? Unless you're there, you know, you're just going by whatever news outlets, whatever they're pushing. Right. You know? And even like I said, the Seattle Times or they say whatever their Seattle um, Washington Post, I think, was talking about. Um, how they're not really what Trump claims them to be a radical takeover or whatever, that they're just um, they're just this peaceful uh, organized protest, basically. Right. And yeah, like you said, uh, we have reports coming in that uh, they've set up borders, which on the far left side of things, right. they're yeah. against borders. Right. Yeah. They're obviously against the stop and frisk policies. They're against gun rights, mm -hmm. a lot of them. And this is obviously broad for leftist thinking, but generally that's what you think. Right. And um, from internal reports, you got people saying that, 
They they have a border set up where police aren't allowed in. Right. They they're <laughs> stopping and frisking everyone who comes in. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's not uh, uh, discriminating like right. uh, like the New York stop and frisk policies supposedly were. Um, but then they they have people armed like guarding the place. Yeah, and so all this stuff that they're against, they're now for because it goes back to like I said, if it's for our side, it's fine. Right. But if it's for the other side, right? Yeah, not okay. Yeah, we we we're not gonna let allow that because that that's so abhorrent. That's that's just a travesty that that you would think uh, um, borders should exist. That you should you would think right. this yeah. like yeah. gun rights and stuff like that. How how archaic, <laughs> right? But but now that they need it on their side, it, it's a completely different story. Yeah. And what do you think of this mayor in Seattle that's that's just letting it happen? Well, it's almost like the mayor's supporting it. Oh, absolutely she is. Um, I was trying to pull up. I had an article about the Seattle mayor, and um, did you have something there about what she had well, said? Well, she's got quite the history here. Um, so apparently um, she was um, – let's see. She was in the U.S. Attorney's Office for uh, Washington – and uh, when Washington Mutual, the biggest bank failure in U.S. history in 2008, um, seized by federal regulators and sold to J.P. Morgan Chase, um, she was part of the attorney's office and said there would be no charges made against them. Uh, based upon its investigation, Department of Justice concluded that the standards for criminal charges in connection with the bank's failure, uh, she received uh, lots of criticism for not prosecuting this bank, um, one of the worst bank in um, issuing subprime mortgages. Uh, she also ran several raids against medical marijuana dispensaries, saying that people using it were not uh, did not actually have health issues. Um, she also um, let's see, um, let's see, uh, imprisoned people that she thought were uh, doing vandalism on May Day, um, even though that they, you know, she kept them because she wanted them to give up their their uh, their people. Uh, she used a, a pedophile as an informant, which she took a lot of criticism for. Oh, of course. Um, let's see. Um, she just she's got a quite the laundry list. I mean, she sounds like quite the uh, quite the person here. Um, you know, she has a history of grabbing her uh, aides and uh, people who work for her by the face to make them sure they're listening to her. <laughs> Holy crap! Like a 1980s mom. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you listen to me. Yeah. So she sounds like quite the character here. Um, oh, apparently. Uh, even though tear gas was banned from Seattle, she uh, she allowed police to use it um, for the protest just last week. But she's all pro this, yeah. this Chaz or CHOP, whatever right, you want to subscribe right. it as now. Um, this was her response because apparently the police chief and the mayor are kind of on different terms. Um, the police chief says – here, I'll pull this up. This is the police chief um, said, I, I am very angry about the situation that we have. And at this point, we just want to make sure that it gets resolved. He told Good Morning America. Uh, he said, while I really support First Amendment free speech, this is not that. So the police chief is saying this is not just a peaceful protest. Yeah. It's and, a takeover. You know, what's interesting is that uh, the mayor actually has a history with this police chief even. Really? Yeah. Let me see. I was just looking at that. Um well, while you look that up, I'll read what uh, the, the mayor had said. She goes on to say, Lawfully gathering and expressing First Amendment rights, demanding we do better as a society, and providing true equity for communities of color is not terrorism. It's patriotism. And so she's going completely against what Donald Trump is saying and uh, how he's 
because he declared, like we said last week, he declared Antifa as a terrorist group, and he is putting the blame on Antifa for this takeover or this autonomous zone or whatnot. And her response was, uh, this is not terrorism. This is um, a gathering expressing First Amendment rights. So she is all pro for this, even though, like you said last week, she was tear gassing protesters. Right, yeah. And, um, you know, and she's obviously, you know, she's very liberal, you know, and she's, you know, not a supporter of Trump. Mm -hmm. And I think that this has put her in a national limelight. You know, maybe she's hoping to become Biden's vice president. I don't know, but she's willing to get in a pissing contest with the president. Yeah, she's definitely taking full advantage of the situation to make a name for herself. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so apparently when she was looking for a permanent chief of police for the uh, Seattle police uh, department, um, she overlooked uh, the interim chief, Carmen Best, who is the, uh, the lady that uh, was is in there now. She was looking out of state. Um, people thought maybe there was um, some racial issues, why she didn't, uh, you know, nominate mm-hmm. her and stuff. And Betty eventually uh, she did withdraw the other candidates and put this lady in place. So after the after the um, kind of getting slammed about it. So. Right. And so um, this goes on to say a little more about her. It says um, the violence against or says, although Durkin, the mayor, is supporting the right of the demonstration, some city leaders are demanding the mayor resign. They say uh, the violence against the peaceful protest movement on Capitol Hill was carried out by Mayor Jenny Durkin. And that's why it's no surprise that tens of thousands of people in Seattle are calling for her resignation. So now that they're calling for this, she's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm on your side here, right. guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I fully yeah. support this. Yeah. Um, so city council member uh, whose district encompasses the autonomous zone. So then he says, um, I think it's a he. His name is Kishama Sawant. So your I, guess I'm, is as good as mine. I'm not sure. Anyway, this person goes on to say, because they reject police violence, they reject police brutality, and we want a society that's based on equality and cooperation. Um, So there's a lot of confusion and back and forth on what is actually going on there. Um, A lot of people are saying on one side that it is a hostile takeover. Right. And then people on the other side are saying, no, this is just a a peaceful protest. Right. Even though even the mayor saying this, but again— how did the police get forced out of there right. if yeah. it was just a policeful Yeah, pro- when they when they are protest. taking a police precinct over by force mm-hmm. because again they pushed them out of there you know police have weapons you know right. if they don't want to get pushed they're not going to be pushed right obviously the mayor helped them make that decision but they took over a government building they're owning government land mm-hmm. you know so they're you know they are you know at this point an invading force, I right. would say. And I am not against if you find your government to be tyrannical. Right. Secession to me can it, it is doable in my opinion. Right. I, it's not going to be peaceful, obviously. If um, everyone collectively has this mindset and they want to, to step away. But again, you're going to have to face the consequences. You're not going to have your supply routes because – you think the country you seceded from is going to open their arms and accept right. you as a, a trading, a fair trade company? Yeah. No, they're not. And someplace like Seattle, I mean, they're not like on the border of any other country. Yeah. I mean, they're close to Canada, but right. you'd still have to get through Washington to get there. So let me ask you this. Okay. So these guys go in, they take over this area. Mm-hmm. 
are they are they trying to make a statement or are they hoping for some kind of Waco type incident where the government comes in and and shoots them out and makes a huge thing on TV and they end up becoming martyred and that would be hideous. That would be hideous, but there's precedent for it, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I I again, I I don't support Donald Trump sending in troops because he's saying left and right. Oh yeah. If the mayor doesn't do something about it, I'll do something and I'll send in troops and take it back oh, over. It's going to be a bloodbath. Right. Yeah, that I mean we talked about that last week. Martial law is mm-hmm. not what we want. We yeah. don't I mean as much as you disagree with this autonomous zone or these people breaking away, mm-hmm. we don't want to see a Waco incident. Right. And the police for or the, you know, chief of police is not agreeing with the mayor in this. You know, so is the mayor complicit in and not taking efforts to get this land back mm-hmm. and you know letting it sit there? It's just pissing Trump off more, right? You know? I mean, instigating it exactly. And like you said, um, is this what they're they're wanting? Are they wanting a big show? Right. I don't know about them, but I guarantee you the media would like to oh see that. The media would yes. love to see yes a, a bloodbath scenario that that makes Trump look like the dictator they say he is. Absolutely. I mean. I mean they they would they would pay money for him to send in troops and they would pay money for all of those people to get wiped out and mm-hmm. that that's how much they actually care for you when they're oh, yeah. saying oh you you have this right you have this to stand up against this uh, tyrant president but what they really want to see is trump to push the the button to say go yeah. in and take them all out oh yeah because that then then Trump looks like the bad guy. That's the priorities, yeah. I mean, you, you you've heard me mention before, and I don't know if uh, anybody else out there, but the study that was done in Greenwich Village, in New York, where they had said, okay, so if uh, you had a choice of the coronavirus being over today, no deaths, no ha- casualties, <laughs> but you have to have Trump for another four years, or would you rather the virus go on for another three years? And kill millions of people, and you, Trump is gone tonight. What would you pick? Hands Overwhelmingly, down. they want Trump gone tonight. They, they'd rather just the virus be rampant yes. and swarm through. And, that, and that, that's the, the frenzy that the media has built. Oh, yeah. Like absolutely. Trump is the biggest threat to humanity and right. to rights and to, to um, democracy mm-hmm. than anything else. Even, even, I mean, shoot, my dad, who's a lifelong Republican, you mm-hmm. know, is is so against Trump that he's willing to vote for Biden, you yeah. know, and it's like the the lesser of two evils that that gets us in this perpetual cycle that we're stuck in, right. Of these shitty ass politicians, because yeah. well, I don't like him, so obviously, who else do I got to vote for? Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there, there's always a middle candidate, and yeah, everyone thinks. That they are throwing away a vote by voting mm-hmm. like Libertarian or Green right. Party or whatever. But you're only throwing away because everyone has the perception exactly. that they're throwing away a vote. So they right. don't do it. Yeah, and that's what the media tells you. Oh, you're throwing away your vote if you're going to go third party. But if enough people voted for them, they aren't throwing away their votes. Or you do what you can to just bring down the bullshit system in the first place. Right. Um, I mean, yes, that's going <laughs> to take some serious commitment, some serious... Uh, um, problems for you it's not going to be easy right. by any stretch but i mean it is possible but you know when when are they going to learn it's like get better candidates you know <laughs> right. it's like these guys are shit right <laughs> and uh the media keeps just playing this stuff over and over with uh cop brutality 
that's going on globally has just become a big thing in the last two weeks. Obviously, there's so much. It's kind of like with school shootings. When school shootings were oh, a big yes. push, yeah. we saw every single school shooting, even though school shootings haven't really increased from what I've seen oh, yeah. in the last 20, 25 years. It's just we are now focusing on school yeah. shootings, so now all of a sudden they're everywhere. What, what was it they did that, that whole um, article, and it was about – all the shootings done in the United States in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And they had everything in there from security guard drops his gun and shoots his foot to yeah. a kid committing suicide. And that turns into gun violence. Yeah, and all that was considered gun violence. Right. And everything, all of it was pro, um, broadcast on in this article, making it look like this huge inflated number. Mm-hmm. And it was just incredibly ridiculous. Well, it's kind of like the, the COVID-19 death. Somebody, right. yeah. somebody dies in a plane accident, but they had COVID. He's now a COVID-19 death. Right. I mean, we just... Yeah. Over overdoing everything just yeah. to to build it up in the media, and so we're we're continuing to see all this pr- police brutality. We have just what yesterday or Friday was Friday the shooting yeah. in Atlanta of this guy in the Wendy's parking lot. Did and did you have that story or we've got the body cam footage? Yeah. Of this. So uh, this guy, um, Rashawn Brooks, I believe is his name, and he uh, was drunk, fell asleep in the drive-through of Wendy's. And uh, fell asleep for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And so the police ended up ha- uh, going, knocking on a window. It took a while, woke the guy up, ma- made sure he was okay. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I just, uh, you know, just um, fell asleep. You need to get something to eat. I think he said he was visiting his mom's grave. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, why don't you pull over to the side over there? So the guy pulls over to the side. And so they're talking to him. And then the guy's like, oh, yeah, it was my daughter's birthday. Um, had a couple, you know, had a couple drinks. So how many drinks did you have? Uh, one and a half. Okay, sir, um, you know, uh, we're going to give you a test here. They had him do the test. They do the breathalyzer. He blew um, double the legal limit. Yeah, it was like 1.08 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right. And so then um, they said, okay, sir, we think you've had too much drink. We're going to arrest you. So then they start to handcuff him. Well, we can show the video. And right. So I'll play a little bit of this. This is a six-minute video. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but you yeah. can kind of get an idea of what's going on here. So let me get this pulled up. Here we go. (laughs) The guy is clearly just completely passed out in this video. Hey, he is, he is wasted. Come in. You good? You don't need a ambulance thing like that? Are you just tired? All right, man. Just, just I'll move my car. Just pull up. Just pull somewhere and take it now. All right. Well, fast forward a little. Top shelf, what? I'm not sure. It was like I said. It was her birthday and. You had about one and a half drinks, but you don't remember what kind of drinks they were? No, sir. All right. I really don't, Mr. Roth. All right. I think you've had too much to drink to be driving, so put your hands behind your back for me. Here, put your hands behind your back.
63. So All right, what do you think of that, Bill? I I forgot to unmute you. That's kind of a trend. <laughs> That's I, okay. I, I, I I forget to unmute us when you put any words you want in my mouth as my words. that's I mean that's why I got fired from my last podcast. I kept forgetting to unmute myself, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you think, Bill? Um yeah, uh, you know, first of all, you're not going to win that battle, you know, trying to pull an officer's weapon away from him. Even if it's a taser gun, it's not deadly. I I I think the police I I I don't think they needed deadly force for that. I mean, they no. knew the guy. They knew where he lived. You know, they could have tracked him down, you know, later. He's not going anywhere. He's running. You know, he's yeah. drunk. Right. You know, he's 20 miles from home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you call in reinforcements. You, you pull the guy. You find him. But, you know, just deploy your gun and shoot him while he's running through the parking lot when you got cars sitting all over there. I mean, to me, right. that's, You're that's just, just extreme. <laughs> it's a little reckless. And asking, asking for... Especially in today, today, right? Just three weeks ago, it's right. like, do you do you want to go down this road again? Because right. you know what happened after that? They fucking burned Wendy's down. Yeah. And what did Wendy's do besides have bad I food call, and and they, call the police? They called the police because the guy fell asleep in the drive-through during opening hours. So yeah. there's cars waiting behind him. Yeah. And so they burned down Wendy's. Um. So. Let's break this down just a little because the first cop that arrives on scene. Yeah, you you saw him. He seemed pretty mild mannered. Right, he's just like, dude, uh, you want to just pull up here and take a nap for a little bit, just to get him kind of out of the driveway. Right, so the right. guy pulls up, and um, he ended up, he noticed the guy smelled of liquor and seemed like right. he's drunk. So from what I read, he called in a um, kind of a DUI right specialist, specialist or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. so to do the test. So yeah, to bring in the sobriety test and do all that stuff because I guess um, they're not all kind of trained in that area right. from what it seemed because he had to call this other guy the other guy i can't say seemed less mild-mannered at the time yeah but clearly it escalated quickly from the initial guy to the other guy but that seemed to be instigated all from right him from the gentleman yes right. um he seemed like he was going along with everything right at, right at one point the guy's like yes or no can I administer a breathalyzer? Yeah. He's like, well, I, I, I'm not going to die. I can't. I can't do anything about that. He's like, I just need you to say yes or no. And he's yeah. like, yes, that's fine. I have had a few drinks, but yes. So he's complying to everything. Right. Does the breathalyzer? Blows. Um, you see it on the camera. I didn't show the whole clip because it was six minutes. But he blows a 1.08, which is way higher than the 0.08, which is most states' legal yeah. limit. So the officer says, well, you've had too much to drink to drive, so I'm going to have to put you in handcuffs. Starts mm -hmm. putting him in handcuffs, and that's when the the guy freaks out right. and tries to get away. They they go to wrestle him to the ground. They're doing a pretty good job at this part, I right. thought. Yeah, right. They're not, like, putting a knee on the back of his head and holding him down. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, there's two of them. They didn't immediately draw weapons either. They right. drew tasers. Which, right. Which is what you should do. Right. And they, they said several times, we're going to tase you if you don't calm yeah, down. Right. 
stop fighting, stop fighting, stop fighting. Yep. He gets a hold of one of the officers, Tasers, and works his way out and takes off. They shoot Tasers at him. He keeps running. Yeah. Turns back. I don't know if he shot the Taser at him or he was attempting to, and that's when the police officer who lost his Taser, so he couldn't obviously tase the guy. Yeah. Pulls out his weapon and fires three, sounded like three or four times. And killed the guy, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So, like you said, is it necessary force? This guy's running around now with a taser. But according to uh, reports, the Atlanta, it's Atlanta, right? Mm -hmm. Where it was their police department has used in several defenses against criminals that the use of tasers is not um, deadly. It's not, um, it's not life threatening. So they've used this as a defense. To win their case. Like, yeah, yeah, we used a taser, but yeah. that's not life-threatening. Right. So now to turn around and be like, well, he was threatening my life. I had to shoot him. Yeah. You, you can't have it both ways. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. You you can't say, hey, th- I, I felt threatened, but then turn around and say, I wasn't threatening that person's life by shooting him right. with the taser. And, and, you know, he's running away. What's the odds he's going to hit you with the taser? Number one. Number two, most cops are wearing vests, mm-hmm. you know, so the taser's not going to get through the vest. Right. You know, and again, it's like, you know where the guy lives. You have his car. He's 20 miles from home. You know, you call in backup. You corner the guy. I mean, he's going to, even if you fire shots in the air, you right. know, and Morning be like, shots. stop, you know, just stop. You know, I mean, the guy was drunk. He's out, not in his right mind. But it's like, you know, do you shoot the guy? Right. You know, is that worth shooting the guy? You know, so does it come down to police training? You I know. And I, I think so. I, I agree that um, the police need to be better trained in their use of force. Um, the military is way more trained on their, their protocol before right. they shoot someone. Like, you could be guarding a base, standing guard, and somebody that you deem might be a threat is walking up. doesn't stop. You have to do certain things before you right. shoot them. Yeah, You have to verbalize commands like mm-hmm. say hey stop stop right there like wh- what are you doing if they don't comply you fire warning shots in the air if they don't comply it's like step three or four you're you're allowed to shoot them yeah because you've taken all these other steps if you don't do that you don't follow that protocol you are held responsible right yeah. and the police force is not trained in that regard right and it doesn't even seem like i mean it, it escalated from him taking the taser to him running off and getting shot. I mean, there mm-hmm. was no stop or I'm going to shoot or, like I said, no warning shots. Right. I mean, it went straight to bam, 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 dead. Right. You know. And maybe more training puts them in a spot where they can handle a stressful situation like that better. Right. Yeah. But um, obviously this is the worst time for yeah. this to come out. Do you think this would have came out six weeks ago, though? Do you think that would have even been a story? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that would have been the George Floyd that kicked it off. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, it's all on video. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, the guy obviously resisted arrest. You know, he obviously took a taser off from the officer and right. ran off, you know. And, and who knows, you know, what he, why he was running. Right. You know, I mean, maybe he has something on his sheet. He knew if he got busted, that was it for him. Right. You know, I mean, I'm sure that'll come out down the road. I'm sure. And it'll be spun. However, whichever side of the right. media wants to just like the media is spinning George Floyd. He is he a drug addict. Is he a saint, like a martyr? Yeah. Like it, it does whatever side we decide yeah. to take and whatever side we decide to take, you're completely wrong. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, 
not in that situation. You know, I, I, I understand, you know, adrenaline, heat of the moment. Right. You know, you don't know what's going on. You got to make a decision like that, mm-hmm. you know, and so. But train them to make decisions better. Exactly. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Because, like I said, in a war zone, if you make a decision like that, you make the wrong decision, you mm-hmm. are going to the break. Right. You are going to be held uh, responsible. And right. another country might go to war with you because of that. So yeah. you, you don't have the room to make the mistake. Yeah. And, and maybe their their assumption was, okay, this, this guy could be a serial killer mm-hmm. and he's trying to escape and we need to stop him before he kills somebody else. I don't know. But still in that case, you know, it just seems like they, they escalated the situation really quickly. Right. And that seems to be going on a lot. And like I said, is it going on more now or is it just being blown up in the public yeah and i'm sure this is going to over the next few days uh this is going to get blown up and there's going to be a lot of screaming back and forth about this one too yeah i mean atlanta was already you know kind of a hot area Mm -hmm. and this is just going to make it all that much worse Uh, definitely um so like i said both sides are going to spin it both sides you saw with the seattle stuff um one right. side saying, oh, it's a terrorist organization. The other side saying, oh, let them have their free speech. And there's no meeting in the middle. There's no right. middle yeah. ground. It's just, if you're not for me, you're a criminal. Yeah. You're a you're a racist. You're, you're hate. You're spitting hate because right. you don't believe my side. Right. And that's just the, the dichotomy we live in in America today. Yeah. You know, and again, you know, America is made so that States can make their own choices on things, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, it, it really is out of Trump's hands. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, that's the way it's supposed to be. Right. And the, yeah, exactly. That's how it's designed. That's how it should be. You know, it's up to the mayor of Seattle and the governor of Washington, you know, to make that decision, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, it's, but it is what it is. I think in the last what 150 years though, it's gotten so far away from that. that oh yeah. Because like I was listening to, Somebody in an interview a couple days ago talking about Abraham Lincoln and how the side that we hear isn't necessarily like how it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it talked about how uh, after like post Abraham Lincoln, like before Abraham Lincoln, we were these United States of America. Right. Post Civil War, we became the United States of America. We're no right. longer yeah. this collective of states that is their own their own governing bodies that. Right just collectively as one country. We're now the United States of America. Right. Federal government just went through the roof at that point, like regulating yeah. all the states yeah. and everything after that. So that's where we are. You can say you can say um, each state does their own thing, but it, it, it's really not the way it is, I don't know. No, it's not. And, you know, it's interesting you brought that up because if Lincoln would have let it just happen, mm-hmm. you know, then we'd have two separate countries. Right. Maybe more. Maybe what some would have seen and be like, oh, I like the idea. Let's do that. Yeah. But, you know, the South would have continued their slavery, but they would have separated from someone they deemed tyrannical. Right. You know, this autonomous zone is deeming the American government is tyrannical. They're trying to separate. They don't have slaves that I know of. But still, it's like, you know, one side's a hero, one side's a villain. Yeah. You know? And it's whoever wins the hero, obviously. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is 
Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Kind of want to uh, shift courses here. We, we I mentioned um, this whole concept of if you're not for us, yes, you're against. It's not even if you're not for us, you're against us at this point. It's if you're not for us, you're a white supremacist, or if you're not right. for us, you're a damn commie or something like that. It's it, there's no middle ground. Yeah, and I had this um this kind of epitome, this like a picture in my head because um, we talk about the far right. And we talk about the far left and everything in between and how the enemy of the right is supposedly the left, right? Yes, that's correct. From If if you really picture it, though, far, far right, they consider fascists. Right. Which is one person rules everything, like totalitarian dictatorship type scenario. Mussolini, Hitler. Yes. Far, far left, you'd say communism. You think Mao, Fidel Castro, Stalin, Mao, Stalin, one person dictator. Everything on the right side of that is an enemy to you. So anything right. that opposes you is an enemy to you. Yeah. Enemy, and the, the difference kind of is on the left, it's supposedly the state is in control. Right. Yeah. On the right, it's supposedly like a dictator in control. What's the difference really between? The state in control and a dictator in control. Right. I mean, it's it's really the same. Especially when you have one dictator, they are the state. Right. Right. So my thought is the enemy of the far right or the far left isn't the opposite. It's the centrist. Us. Mm -hmm. Because it's a circle is what I say. It's it's not a line right to left. It's a circle that meets back at the top of dictatorship. Like, Mm -hmm. We control everything. And that's a, yeah, that's a great analogy. It's it's basically like, we're going to start here. You go right, I'll go left, and we'll pick up everybody in the middle mm-hmm. until we get to the centrist, people like us who don't buy the bullshit on either side right. of it. Yeah. We're the enemy because we are the promoters of free thought. Right, yeah. The, the centrists are the ones that are like, well, who gives a fuck if you're right or left? Have some original thought in your head. Right, yeah. But those are the people that are the enemies of like suppose like say the far left like you get Mm -hmm. people like say i mean that's a horrible example but people like kanye west okay he's an african-american yeah he's supposed to be a liberal Mm -hmm. but he's now supporting trump he's thinking for himself he's he's saying i i am having free thoughts i'm i'm not like i'm not a product of the right but i'm having free thought right and how this was what a year ago he just got slammed oh, yeah. like his mental capacity was slammed he's been off his meds obviously for somebody to sport such a racist like trump he must be just off his rockers right yeah he is now an enemy of his people right or yeah. what have you yeah he's a sellout yep yep and then you get people on the other side like i saw a post um in my hometown back in illinois it's a little town um they decided to have a Black Lives Matter rally this this mm-hmm. week. And there was this guy 
He ha- he runs a Facebook page called Mercer County Watchdog or something like that. That's the county I'm from. And he doesn't even live in this county anymore. No. But there's this 19-year-old girl that is putting on this Black Lives Matter rally. She's taking all the shit for everyone, forming the saying. She's standing up for what she believes in, whether whether it's good, whether it's bad. She's yeah. standing up for herself. This guy posts a picture that he found on her social media, I guess. It was her hanging upside down on monkey bar. She's wearing like a little like crop top thing. And he's like, well, it looks like um, she has a little too much blood flowing to her head. That's why she's making and just like kind of bullying her, like right. cyber bullying yeah. this 19 year old girl. And this yeah. guy is like probably our age, maybe older. Mm-hmm. And then another person on there was just like, well, because he got completely slammed by almost everyone. He's like, they're like, why are you bullying this girl? Why are you, why are you doing this? Like you are the problem. She is like, Standing up for what she believes in, you're hiding behind a Facebook right. page. Yeah. Some one other person comes on and says, "Why are you all defending her? She's she's an adult. She's 19 and she's dressed like a streetwalker." It's just like because she has this opposing opinion to you. You've already yeah. formulated all this stuff yeah. about her gonna, of what you think yeah. she is. Yeah. Because she decided to put on a peaceful protest. And from what I know, it stayed completely peaceful. Mm-hmm. My brother went down there, interviewed her, interviewed um, the whole thing, and like covered the whole event, and it was all peaceful. Yeah. But you got these people that are like, "Well, look at the way she's dressed, or she's this or that. She's a streetwalker. She's a whore, or whatever." It's just like, yeah. They just come. You're obviously the enemy because, right? You agree you, you, with? Yeah. You don't agree with what I think. My views. Yeah. Yeah, and it's amazing how they directly go to the the character assassination. Yeah, you know, and to me that that's a clear sign that you don't have an argument, especially when it's something that it's not like you saw her out on the streets. Right, right. You, yeah, you found a picture of her playing. Right on a playground. On a playground. Yeah, wearing something maybe slightly revealing. Yeah, but still, it's and character assassinated her. Yeah, right. Or attempted to when you really just shot yourself in the foot because everybody else was just like, "Fuck you, dude. You're an idiot." Right. Yeah. And they're like, you don't even live in this county anymore. Who are you speaking? You're not speaking for us. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so this just seems to be a commonplace, even in the media, even in like, like high, fr- high profile people you get. We talked about Drew Brees. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. Yeah. He's still getting torn up. <laughs> yeah. He um, talked against kneeling. He just gave his own personal opinions on right. it. Yeah. And just. Completely assassinated on social media. Mm-hmm. One being, um, what's the guy's oh, name? LeBron James. LeBron James. There yeah. you go. I don't pay attention to basketball that much because um, baseball is the only sport that matters. And the one we won't see this year. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's cold. So these two twins, the Hodge twins, um, you sent me the video, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are, I'll pull up a picture of them. The Hodge twins are, um, Two African-American twins from Texas, I believe, and uh, they're very uh, Republican. They're very outspoken about it. They're they're pro-Trump. They're pro – they're anti-left like, thinking and stuff yeah. like that. And um, they released a video about – okay, I can't – is this them? Yeah. All right. Actually – I don't know if that's them. Go Go over to – Right, one right there. That one? That no, one. That one. Is that them? That's them. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Um, we're working this out <laughs> as we go. So, from what I believe, <laughs> this is the Hodge twins. 
Um, they do YouTube videos, a whole bunch of them. I've seen a couple of them. Um, they're usually wearing, like, one usually wears, like, American flag shirt. The other one's wearing one that says 1776. So they're very self-proclaimed patriotic, and they're very Republican. And they released this video slamming LeBron James for his response to um, to Drew Brees. Yes. And they're just saying how, what the heck are you talking about, dude? And yeah, they're it's, like, it's pretty funny. you're supporting um, in full support of Colin Kaepernick and his right to kneel. Yet you're saying, and you're saying that's free speech, but yet you are slamming Drew Brees for his free speech saying, I don't agree with this. Yeah. And then people are coming out against the Hodge twins now because they're this new term. I don't know if you've heard it before now. I've never heard this before is um, internalized racism. I have this meme that's popped up. Dang, I should be more on top of this. So it's just saying that this guy, these guys are internalized racists, which is new. Have you heard that before this? Yes. This concept, you have heard of internalized racism before? Uh, I have. Well, it's the it's the old Uncle Tom. You know, have you heard that phrase before? I Uncle have, Tom? yeah. It was a book written uh, back in the, oh gosh, I'd have to look it up. Um, oh, I want to say like 20s or so. Basically, it was basically someone who traded... Uh, was a race trader, somebody who sold out their own race, mm -hmm. and that's they're just not calling it Uncle Tom, but that's what it is. Yeah, it. I I just never heard. Like, if you are not for the actual uh, narrative, you're an internalized racist, and that just to me is the most bullshit thing. That is to me more racist than the stuff that they're saying. Like yeah. to say because you're black, you have to support this view or you have to support this analogy or this timeline uh, it, because of that. If not, you're a traitor. Yeah. And, um, that to me is like promoting. It's not promoting free speech. It, it's like promoting, um, group, group thought, group think or, right. Or whatever. Or um, mentality. Yeah. Like if, if you don't support us, you are the enemy. You are obviously a racist Okay, here's the image right here. Um, this one just made me my blood boil. It says, "Dear white people, any any post that starts out Dear white people like that automatically be condescending. It, it pisses me off. Isn't there a show on Netflix called Dear White People? Yes, I believe it was actually. I have not watched it yet because it pissed me off just yeah. seeing the title. Dear white people, I can just hear the voice because it's probably a white liberal that's saying it. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Most likely not an African-American saying. It's usually the self-hating white liberals. Dear white people, using videos from internalized racists like this does not justify nor legitimize your racist ideologies. And it shows a picture of both um, these Hodge twins and then uh, Candace Owens. It says, what they are saying is no less racist or bigoted because they are people of color. Stop sharing their videos in an attempt to justify your own racism. We see you. Yeah, I've seen that one a lot on Facebook lately, and it yeah, it kind of pisses me off. Um, so what are your thoughts about that, <laughs> besides pissing you off? Well, um, first of all, i got to correct myself. The, um, Uncle Tom is from a, a novel, Uncle Tom's Cabin, from uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe, 1852. Mm -hmm. And it, it basically means Uncle Tom is a subservient black person, like someone who um, is, you know, 
obedient to whites. Right. Okay. So, or, or sell out. Okay. Kind of like Stockholm syndrome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, I, I think it's bullshit to say that someone of color cannot have their own thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have someone who is right wing. I, I don't even like the word right wing. Any actually, I'm not going to use that. Um, I'm sorry. Um, someone who may have more conservative thought or you know anything different from the herd mentality. You know, because it's like. Everybody is entitled to their thought. Sorry if you don't agree with that. Right. You know, if I'm if I'm black and I decide that, you know, Republicans can, you know, treat me better or, you know, that I have a, a chance of a job in a conservative theology um, or mentality, then I'm going to think that way. Well, you're selling out your people because, you know, the Democrats are the ones that take care of you. Right. And that, that goes back to. Well, the the Democrats are the party of the African Americans. I mean, they've yeah. been getting like eighty five percent of the African American vote since right. nineteen what sixty seven. Um, the civil rights era. since LBJ. LBJ yeah. passed a um, a uh, law that basically it was welfare um, mm-hmm. created welfare for people. Yeah, and uh, the civil rights acts and stuff like right, that right. were all under LBJ. Um, LBJ yeah. and um, kicked off originally by JFK. Yeah, and so since then. It's like the Democratic Party has been holding that as their their trophy for mm-hmm. the African Americans, expecting with very little effort that they're going to have the African American vote because right. we're obviously the party of the African Americans. Yeah, right. And that's just not the case. Yeah. I, I I've seen um, facts and stuff where Donald Trump has done more for the African American population. Than any Democrat president. Yeah, there is a representative out of uh, Georgia, I believe his name is uh, Jensen, who um, actually said that he was going to vote for Trump. He, he's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And b- because of the um, the crime um, bill that uh, Trump passed that was going to uh, release people from prison, um, people of color from prison, and also because of all the jobs he's been bringing to the black communities. Mm-hmm. So that was his, his, his thing, and he's been getting slammed for it. And is not being allowed into Democratic um, like conventions and meetings because of the fact that he has voiced support for Trump. Because he's an internalized racist. Exactly. I exactly. Mean, he if, hates his own people. If you're not for us, you're a criminal. Exactly. You are a hateful, spiteful, you're self-hating, a bigoted African-American yeah. who has Stockholm Syndrome for your, your captors or or, yeah. or the, the evil, evil white people. Yeah. Uh, and, and here's another one. And again, he, he's an actor, so it's not something I'm promoting because actors should act. But uh, Terry Crews is getting slammed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because he came out and said that uh, defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Uh, equality is in truth. We are all in this together. And he's getting destroyed for that. Yeah. And I saw videos this morning, actually. I don't know when he said it, but it was um, Morgan Freeman. They were They were talking about, like, how do we how do we end all this this division and this racism? He's like, stop talking about racism. He's like, you're keeping it a problem because we can't stop talking about it. Yeah. And um, so you got two sides. You got African Americans on one side saying, like somebody like Morgan Freeman saying, stop yeah. talking about this. Stop making a bigger deal than it is yeah. when it's not. He's like, because he was being interviewed by another African American oh, guy. Gotcha. And he's like, you and I are proof. That we we can get we can get there right. we can do it as African Americans yeah, but then you have people on the other side which obviously these are rich people they're, they're right. celebrities they're gonna have different visualization of the world than like somebody from right a inner city kid or something like that right. 
So those people are saying, we need to speak out more about this because it's an issue. Right. Well, and Terry Crews goes on to say, any black person who calls me uh, Uncle Tom for promoting equality is a black supremacist because they have determined who is black and who is not. That is so very good point. Um, I had read, somebody had said, if if you want to fight racism without the white people, you're just promoting black supremacy. If you want to fight white supremacy without white people, mm-hmm. you're a black supremacist. You're, you're no different. You're no better. And that goes back to the age-old thing that um, reverse racism, they call right. it, doesn't exist. There's no such thing as black racism towards white people. Yeah. And racism just hate towards somebody right. on the other side. And I think, you know, from all the protests across the world we've seen is, again, racism exists everywhere. Right. You know, and it's not just a color or a culture or, you know, a country. I mean, it is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's a problem for everybody to, you know— not just one country or one race can overcome all that, you know? And then you get people like Candace Owens that are, are saying, yeah, this is is an issue. Um, there is racism, but it, it, there's racism towards Asian people, towards, like, Indian people. Right. She is saying that the only time you see, the only culture that you see saying that it's bringing them down like they're not allowed to like move up in the world is the african-american culture and so she is another one of these uncle toms or um internalized racists and um she she's getting a lot of heat from the other side too right and she's not a fan of george floyd she's not as a spokesperson for african-americans oh yeah she um does not think that george floyd should be idolized or um declared a martyr right And first, I'm going to play this video by uh, the great African-American loving Joe Biden and what he says about George Floyd. And then I'm going to play her response and why she's getting so much hell from that. So here's this. But even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's Mm -hmm. death did. What the hell's he got on his ear? Just like television. Oh, it's his mask hanging down. Oh, okay. For the better, when they saw Bull Connor and his dogs ripping the clothes off of was like a skin elderly flake. black women going to church and fire hoses ripping the skin off of young kids. That all those folks around the country who didn't have any black populations heard about this, but they didn't believe it. But they saw it. It was impossible to close their eyes. Well, what George Floyd happened to George Floyd? Now you got how many people around the country? Millions of cell phones. Mm-hmm. It's changed the way everybody's looking at this. Look at the th- millions of people marching around the world. The world. So my point is that I think people are really realizing that this is a battle for the soul of America. Who are we? What do we want to be? How do we see ourselves? What do we think we should be? You know, he's asking because he truly doesn't know any of those answers. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, Where am I? <laughs> who who are we? What? Is, is this we? 1979? <laughs> Dude, that's so deep. No, no, seriously. Who nope. are we? <laughs> yeah, who, who, are, who, are, who are we? Who am I talking to and who am I? So this is the same <laughs> Joe Biden that um, the head of the Democratic nominee for president. Yes, officially. Um, the official front runner for the African-American party, the same guy that said 
to Charlemagne the God mm-hmm. that if you have to stop and think if you're for Trump or for me, you're not really black. Yeah. And all he said is, Mr. Vice President, I, I have more questions for you. Yep. And <laughs> he, he's just like, hey, you, you're not black at all if, you, if you're questioning whether you're going to vote for me or Donald Trump. Yeah. If you have a free thought in your head, and the same thing they said to Kanye West, if you have a free thought in your head, yeah. You're not really black. You're not yeah. one of us. Exactly. Yeah. And so you, you are you are an Uncle Tom. <laughs> you hate your race. Um, yeah. That's um basically where it's at. So really, you know, you've heard the plantation uh analogy used before. You know have they traded one master for another? Right. You know? Right. And that's just he's, a, a buck against the system, you know, we're not gonna look out for you. He's so pandering in everything he does, pandering to a culture that, like we had said, Donald Trump has done more to get um, nonviolent criminals out of prison or out of the system. It was Connie's wife, actually. Kim K actually petitioned Trump to sign that bill. Right. Um, Yeah. God, I can't believe I just referenced Kim Kardashian. I hate myself. Right. (laughs) I'm going to eat drink my white claw right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Go drink your alcoholic pumpkin spice latte. And anyway, um, back so to Joe a Biden. Basic white bitch. You are a basic white bitch. Um, back to uh, man. You made me lose my train of thought. I'm sorry. I'm wow. Sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> back to Joe Biden, the champion of the African American race. The same guy who his entire time he's been at office has done more. To put yeah. African Americans in prison. Read some of these stats off here. Yeah, definitely. Um, he, he because he was he even he's self declared champion of some of these like prison yeah. reformation bills. He called Actually. it the Biden Act. Or yeah. So in 1994, Joe Biden wrote the crime the crime bill, the 1994 crime bill. Uh, let's see. Joe Biden wrote the comprehensive asset forfeiture bill. And Joe Biden helped write the Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is considered the father of police overreach in America. And he's done so much more than that against the African-American community. Um, back in like the 70s, when we were talking about like civil rights and stuff like that, um, 1972, it says, Joe Biden was for desegregation of America's schools until his constituents decided they were against it. So mm. the people paying him mm-hmm. to say what he needs to say, all of a sudden, he's not for segregation of schools says when the uh, Delaware Democrat launched his first campaign for Senate in 72 Supreme Court had just ruled that the Constitution required policymakers to pursue the greatest possible degree of actual desegregation and that forcing white students to attend schools in black neighborhoods and vice versa was a legitimate means of doing so so they're saying like like forcing white kids go to black schools black kids go to white schools um, it goes on to say being an enlightened liberal as Joe Biden was oh, back then, very enlightened. and he still is enlightened. Um, Biden began his candidacy as an advocate for such policies. He accused Republicans of demagoguing the, the busing issue. Oh yeah. And appealing to white voters or appealing to white voters, ugliest instincts says, but as his campaign progressed and Biden discerned, that the arc of history was bending towards white backlash, the young candidate bent with it. He became a caricature of a white northern liberal, arguing arguing that forced busing was appropriate for South, where segregation was the product of race, racist laws, 
but unnecessary for the North. So, are you watching that spider? <laughs> yeah, you noticed that. I was going to say, I saw the spider, and I knew you were going to focus on the spider. You didn't hear a word I just said. No, oh, I did. I was okay. listening to the whole thing. So, from what this article is saying, and it goes on to say some other stuff that I'll read in just a minute, but um, basically, these Northern Democrats and stuff pushed the issue of like segregation or right. integration in the South, where it's far from them. Right. But didn't so think it was such an issue in the North where it's close to home. And that's yeah. why you see, and I mean, I'm not really privy to any of this stuff, but you, you hear about like Baltimore and mm-hmm. Northern cities having more of yeah. a racist issue right now, 50 years later. Yeah. It's a popular myth that the North was not racist. I mean, the, the North has always been as racist as the South. The only difference is, like you said, they push the issue in the South because it didn't affect them as much, you mm-hmm. know? So anybody who says that the South was racist and the North is not is a fucking liar. Right. So he goes on to say, the new integration plans being offered are really just quota systems to assure a certain number of blacks, Chicanos, or whatever in each school. I like there, that, Chicanos. There's, there's Joe Biden being Joe Biden. Yeah, Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. Yep. That, to me, is the most racist concept you can come up with. By forcing them to integrate, that's more racist than forced segregation. Biden said in a 75 interview recently unearthed by the Washington Post, what it says is, in order for your child with curly black hair, brown eyes, and dark skin to be able to learn anything, he needs to sit next to my blonde-haired, blue-eyed son. That's racist. That's bullshit. That's (laughs) the champion of the African American yes. party, yeah. that the party that if you deviate from, oh, you're yeah. an internalized racist. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he he said even like as early, late as 2007, he believed that his stance there aged well. Is what what his quote was like his stance back then? It's aged well. Wow. Yeah. So he he's wow. not even backpedaling. Yeah. As of 10, 13 years ago, that, that's like saying you know like like. The Richard Pryor's movie, The Toy, aged well. Yeah. <laughs> so then you get people like Uncle Joe coming out and saying that George Floyd has done more for civil rights than Martin Luther King. Yeah, yeah. That his death did more than Martin Luther King's assassination. That blows my mind. And then you get the racist Candace Owens, because she's right-leaning, racist, right. calling calling bullshit on that. Yeah. And so here's another video I'm going to pull up. This is her on the Glenn Beck program, kind of defending her reasoning for that. Um, I'm going to say, yes, it is a symbol of black America today. And it's a symbol of a broken culture in black America today. And that people are not willing to talk about, again, um, how we contribute to our own demise. Um, The fact that he has been held up as a martyr sickens me. Uh, George Floyd was not a good person. Um, I don't care who wants to spin that. I don't care how CNN wants to make you think he changed his life around or MSNBC wants you to believe he was just, you know, after his... uh, uh, sixth stint in prison, I think, or fifth stint in prison, really going to change things around. Um, it's just not true. I mean, you, you look at the situation. Here's how I tried to see it through the eyes of the young woman um, who was pregnant in 2007 when a guy knocked on her door pretending um, that he wanted, that he worked for the water department. She realizes he doesn't work for the water department, attempts to slam the door in his face, uh, only to have a car, a Ford, pull up with four 
more men that get out of the car, one of which is George Floyd. George Floyd uh, slams his way into uh, her cracked door as she's trying to close it. He takes out a pistol and he holds it to her pregnant belly, threatening her and pushing her into her living room. While he, she is in the living room, he has another one of his armed buddies uh, keep an eye on her as they raid her house looking for drugs and looking for money. Uh, they did not find drugs, uh, but they did take her cell phone and I think they took some cash and he escaped. Fortunately, the, the uh, neighbor who observed this uh, got caught the license plate and the police were able to track down the driver of that Ford, uh, which was George Floyd. Um, so that was, I think, his now, fifth arrest, now, the one that he went to prison for for right. five years. All right, so we'll leave that that. I'm not trying to out anything important. Yeah. Well, um, right before she went on that, he Glenn Beck asked her, he's like, is George Floyd really the guy that you want to represent the black community? Because in the civil rights, it was Rosa Parks. And she wasn't, from what he was saying, she wasn't the first one to refuse right. to give up her seat on the bus. Yeah, right. It was some other young girl, probably like 14 or 15 or so, decided I'm not going to get up. But they didn't want her as the spokesperson or the face of the movement because she was a single unwed mother. So right. they didn't want yeah. to make the movement look bad. Yeah. Whether or not that's right, right. maybe not. But to legitimize your movement, right. sure. And, but for, for Biden to claim that George Floyd – it did more than Martin Luther King, who Martin Luther King devoted his life, like literally his, he gave his life for the movement. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, he devoted blood, sweat, and tears for this. Okay. And, and time and, and family. And I mean, he, he went to the grave fighting for this. Right. And then you have George Floyd who, you know, yes, what happened to him was bad. You know, the cop was bad. Never should have happened. But and she goes. She says that. And it's oh yeah, not like absolutely. She's completely racist. She's like, Derek Chauvin should not have done this. He should go to prison for right. what he's done. He he's a horrible person. Yeah. But George Floyd's not a martyr. Right. Yeah. And so for people for Biden to come out and say that, you know, that should happen. You're absolutely right. He's not a martyr. He just happened to, I guess, what wrong place, wrong time. Right. And uh, Martin Luther King did. How much for um, the movement for oh, what yeah. you consider now the rights. Black Lives I mean, Matter movement? Yeah. George Floyd died in a terrible tragedy. That's the most he did for his movement. Right. That's it. And whether or not you want to sm smear his character because uh, a lot of people want to. Candace Owens is bringing this up. I don't think it's necessary to smear his character, but to right. say this guy is not – he's not this great hero right. this amazing person that everyone is making him out to be yeah. um the fact of the matter is now she is being vilified as an internalized yeah. racist because she takes stances like this right. for her own side usually right. it's just like this is not what i want to subscribe to as an african-american person right. i don't want this to be the representative of my race of me yes yeah. right and so then that's why you get pictures like this Mm -hmm. that show Candace Owens and the the Hodge twins saying these are just bigoted racist people just because they're of color doesn't make them less racist. Right. They have Stockholm syndrome. They're clearly crazy because they don't side with the majority or right. the masses, they're, they're the herd mentality. They're they're sellouts. They they don't have this group think right. where we are we're all told what we're supposed to think. We're all told 
what we're supposed to look like, what we're supposed to wear. Right. And if you're right, you're supposed to dress like this, and you're supposed to be racist, obviously. And if you're if you're black, you're supposed to be a leftist and and a yeah. um, a liberal. But right. in reality, it's just saying don't think for yourself. Right. And yeah, I think African Americans get it the worst. They are they told do. the worst. Yeah. You are not allowed to think anything other than this right here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're you're told yeah that if you if you don't think this way, you don't act this way, you don't talk like this, you're not black. You're not part of your culture. You're not part of your culture. You you are you are you're basically white. Yeah. And, and like back in like the seventies, eighties, and nineties, like you get um, African Americans that would go get like educations and and mm-hmm. doctorates and stuff like that and people would call them out for selling out their culture because they're talking like a white person now they're talking right. educated yep. and it's it's just it's I, been I, going on yeah. for and, decades you know and i was i was talking to somebody this week that said the same thing he's like you know you can't have you know a, a white guy might say oh i have a friend that's black but if he doesn't talk like a black guy and dress like a black guy he's not black right and, Right, and he's he's not black enough. Right. You hear all the time you're not black. Like people claimed Obama wasn't black enough. Right, yeah. Even though he was the first supposed African American president. Right. Um, he wasn't black enough because probably for that same reason. Um, mm-hmm. there, there, you have to fall in line. You have to, like I said, sit down and shut up. Right. Or say what we tell you to say, what we program you to say. Yeah. And it's both sides. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. It's not just. I mean, we're. Point out the left because the left because that seems to be what's going on right now. Yeah, but we also have like like I said that dumbass who who is telling Rage sit right. down and shut up because I don't yeah. like your politics, man. Right, I just want to listen to music. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, and, but absolutely, and it, it's same thing. You know, you know, we both consider ourselves Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, saying that I don't like Trump. Yeah, you know, I am sure that there's people that go to church right now that. If they're listening, you're like, holy fuck, I'm turning them off. <laughs> if they didn't turn it off when I just said fuck. Yes, uh, they, they, they probably did. They probably turned it off three episodes ago. Right. Um, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Like, if you were a white Christian male, you should be a Trump supporter. Absolutely. And a racist, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, because we're all racist if we're white. Um, and it's just ridiculous. And the I hammer out on the left the most because... The left liberalism was founded on the most like tolerance, right? Like yes, because conservatism was supposed to be like stuck in their way. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is how it's always been done, business as usual. Mm-hmm. And liberalism was like deviating from that. Like, right. look, we we don't need to hold on to some of these traditions. We don't need. Yeah. We don't have to look like this white Christian staunchy uh, Republican. Like, yeah. there's this other stuff. But lately. Liberalism has become the least tolerant. It's um, the Church of Liberalism is as fundamental as the Church of Evangelism, if not more. If not more, and there is an inflexibility there that if you go against them, then you are, like you said, racist, hateful, Nazi. Mm-hmm. You know, so be it. You know. Well, let's take a look. Like all this stuff coming out against Confederate flags, like the right. the U.S. military had deemed, which they kind of already had done before, that right. you couldn't like fly uh, Confederate flags. Yeah. They just made it more official because that's a symbolism of right. racism. Right. However, 
I know a lot of people, I have a lot of friends in the South that still fly Confederate flags. Yeah. And I've never heard him once say anything about racism. Right. It's a it's a different culture. I mean, it's like, you know, the the Dukes of Hazard show. Right. Right. You know, they I mean, they were against the man. Mm-hmm. That's what the, the Confederate flag was. They were against the state. They were against the government. They were against authority. Right. And that's why they had that on the car. They were the original Antifa. Right. And so now getting slammed and they're saying, oh, we're going to pull Dukes of Hazard off Amazon. It's like, you know, it just to me, it just and all, all these. um uh people from the south that i know that still hold on to their confederate flags those people are more of the just leave me fuck the fuck alone type that's right. why uh, like they could be racist as hell for all i know but i don't know because it's just leave me the hell alone keep your your politics out of my politics and we'll be we'll be fine we can still be friends yeah. but just leave me the hell alone the most for example if you look at like ruby ridge Um, the guy, I can't think of his name. He's from Iowa originally. The guy whose family got killed on Ruby Ridge. We'll have to dig into Ruby Ridge more because that's an interesting story. He moved to Idaho to keep the government out of his shit because specifically because, um, like they were cracking down on homeschooling and stuff like that. And he saw it as the, the man was stepping in on his territory, moved to the mountain in Idaho. They, they called him a white supremacist. They called him a racist. Randy Weaver. There you go. Called him a racist, white supremacist. The guy just wanted to be left the fuck alone. Yeah. And that's what I see more on the ultra, like, Confederate flag for flying right that are supposed to be the most racist. For the most part, in my experience, just leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. But on the left, the far left, the tolerant left, it's, if you're not thinking the way I am, you're racist, you're bigoted, Mm -hmm. you're hateful, you're spiteful. Um, you're, you're, you're a criminal, like I said, and they're so much quicker to throw it in your face and say, think like I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you don't, then, then you're, again, you're hateful. Let me, um, I need to read this real quick because it really pissed me off this last week. A lot of things piss us off. I know. We get pissed off really easily. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Okay. So, um. You guys don't know me, but I'm uh, I'm a geek. Um, I like comic books. I like sci-fi. I like fantasy. And um, I'm not going to go through all this, um, but it was a it was like a, a meme somebody had posted, and it goes through it talks about these different comic book characters. It says um, that uh, such as X Men is about civil rights. If you didn't get that, you didn't get X Men. Um, um, the Empire in Star Wars is fascist. The Rebel Alliance is anti-fascist. If you didn't get that, you didn't get Star Wars. Right. So they they go down this litany of things. And at the end of it, it says, um, let's see, if you consider yourself a fan of these things, but you still think the LGBTQ plus community is too in your face or have a problem with Black Lives Matter or want to take the country back from immigrants, then you're not really a fan at all. Geek culture isn't suddenly left wing. It always has been. You just grew up to be intolerant. You you became the villain in these stories. So, again, tolerance. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's telling you what you should think, what you should have gotten out of these stories. And if you didn't get that, if you don't think these things, then you're wrong. You know, you're you're the bad guy because you're not left wing. You're right. And, and again, I hate the terms left wing and right wing because they're so they're just so final. You know, they're just so, you know, I think of a left wing person, you know, you think of a communist, you think of a right wing person, you think of a fascist. And like you said, it's a circle. Right. 
Right. And so I just, and, and I know very few people that actually fit at that spectrum, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know people that swing hard left and hard right, but I don't think any of them swing all the way to the top of the circle, like we were saying. Um, nobody in the right mind, you would think, would actually want a totalitarian, like, right. every you follow under the rule of this um, totalitarian government, but they don't realize again, what they're asking for. Like we said last week, they don't realize that they're asking for um, this. They're both asking for the same thing. If they want to swing hard, right, hard left. Like I said, it is just like fear of the centrist is the, is the worst part of it. Because I remember when um, Hillary got the nomination back in 16, uh, there were so many far left people that were like, oh, Hillary's is too centrist for right. us. Yeah. They don't want that. And I think that's an issue of why like parties like the Libertarian Party can't gain traction is because they do promote like free thought and right. free um like opinions. And so you have this collection of all these different people thinking different things and they're they're all in support of everyone thinking something different. So mm-hmm. There's not that collective mindset to bring them together as drones of the Libertarian right. Party. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's easy to not have to answer any of the hard questions when it's just a straight party line. Right. You know. Right. So you just follow your party line, and you follow um, what they say, what they tell you to do. You scream what they tell you to mm-hmm. scream, and if you don't, then you're too centrist for them, right. for their likings, or you're yeah. too far right for yeah. them. If anybody asks, so w- wait, why are we doing this? Then you're not one of us. Sorry. Right. Course. And speaking of following the party line, yes, it's that time. It is that time. Woo! Our favorite part of the show: the party line patriots. Yes, those patriots, those heroes that just stick to their guns when it comes to the uh, the topics, the hot button topics, the the politics, all those things. They just stick right to it. Those hardcore meme warriors, the meme there, warriors doing the hard work in the trenches of social media. Keyboard you know? warriors hiding behind their their Facebook IDs, hiding yes. behind their Twitter uh, yes. handles, and but but doing the work of the people. Yes, and if you ever saw them in public, they would run. They, <laughs> they would absolutely shit their pants. So we we found a collection again of Facebook, our favorite Facebook posts on the hard left, the hard right, or anything in between of people just sticking their guns and screaming at the other side that they're wrong, they're racist, they're hateful, and or they're stupid and ignorant and stuff like that. We do have a couple lighthearted ones I want to start out with, though, just because they made me laugh. Yes. They are um, one-sided usually, but, I mean, they, they just made me laugh. This one was one of my favorites. This is a depiction of... If you're not watching, this is a depiction of the Antifa flag. We had said, like, the two arrows. The circle with the three arrows. It's a black and red, but instead of the Antifa logo, it's two pairs of panties, black and red panties. And it says at the top, Pantifa. Not Antifa, Pantifa. And it says, always in a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Oh, that is fantastic. I love it. And this next one also is lighthearted humor. (laughs) LeVar Burton posted don't fuck with me today people <laughs> today is not my day in response and then there's the reading rainbow logo in response somebody said y'all got the reading rainbow man cussing 2020 is done 
Man, if you get LeBar Burton cussing and yes. mad, man, you've done something wrong. You're <laughs> fucked up as a country. Yes, no doubt. As and a that, generation. that song is now stuck in my head. <laughs> yes. But over the Reading Rainbow song, I can do anything. I hear LeBar Burton saying, don't, <laughs> don't fuck, fuck with, with me, me today. today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, LeVar. I'm sorry we failed you. But yes. this is 2020. This is what we live in. I, I still, you know, if you're a community fan, I picture Troy <laughs> freaking out because LeVar Burton's standing right there in front of him. Right. Can you imagine if LeVar Burton was like saying, don't fuck with me. And <laughs> oh, my gosh. Troy pissing his pants. Why? <laughs> Just ruining his envisionment of LeVar. Um, so this next one gets a little more into it, into the, the war, the keyboard war we are talking about. Yes. Um, this one says, if you excuse Trump's past but are talking about George Floyd's past, you may be a racist because the two are completely connected, yes, obviously. And they would be the first that would excuse Joe Biden's past. Right. Uh, of course. I mean, he's accused of sexual assault. Oh, yeah. He's accused of, as we mentioned, voting all kinds of mm-hmm. laws in the past that were um, – very much yeah. imprisoning a lot of African Americans yeah. and m- many racist comments, you mm-hmm. know. And so, but but because we excuse Trump's past and let, allow him to be president, we should also say that George Floyd is modern day Martin Luther King, yes. regardless of his past, because yes. apples are oranges. Yes, and and, and for the record, uh, I don't think either of us excuse. Trump's past. So <laughs> no, 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 no. On the contrary, that is why I don't vote for Trump. No, no. Um, so yeah, that one is bullshit. We'll just mark that up on the bullshit meter. Um yeah, it was like one or two bullshits on the bullshit meter. Uh, I'm gonna have to go three and a half. Oh, three and a half. Okay. Yes. All right. We need an actual bullshit meter. Holy fuck. <laughs> we do. We are going to make that now. That is going to be our... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Our new gimmick. I'm excited. The Break the Bell podcast <laughs> yes. is the bullshit meter. The bullshit meter. All right. This next one is more on the other side. It says, this is what happens when you give children a trophy for losing. That's pretty condescending. I am so far against people saying, okay, boomer. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the only response yeah. merited... In this occasion, is okay, boomer, because <laughs> this is obviously yeah. the older generation that has talked shit about the millennial gen- generation being uh, participation trophy right. winners for as long as I've been around. Yeah. And I'm against part- participation trophies. My yeah. kid was in soccer and they gave him all trophies. And I'm like, well, this is kind of dumb. But yeah, this is just annoying and frustrating. Yes, because all these looters. Or protesters, whichever one they are. Yeah. We'll, we'll just focus on protesters. These, these people who feel they, they need to stand up for injustice right. in the world, they're only doing this because they were given a participation trophy as yep. a child. That, that's it. That's it. I mean, so. if they would have not gotten those, then they wouldn't be doing this today. Exactly. And imagine where the world would be if there weren't protesters. <laughs> right, right. Uh, we'd all just be saying, uh, we'd just be mindless drones. And uh, we'd all be British. <laughs> that, that, that's a good point. Fair. All right, here's here's another one. It says, this is by Arazel. I'm not sure who that is, but that's who it says it's from. It says, Netflix has created an entire collection of movies named Black Lives Matter for you to learn more about racial injustice and black experiences in America. 
They are literally making it easy for you to learn. So if you choose to be ignorant still, that speaks volumes. Yeah, that's um, it's like woke culture, right? That there. is. Is that not calling like any anybody who's against the looting and protest today? They're calling you dumb hicks, ignorant, yeah, racist, yeah, yeah, ignorant, racist, white hicks, right? So, like, what does it mean if you like avoid like the Disney selection? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is because Disney's getting pretty pretty rough lately. <laughs> All right, this is a long one. Gilbert Rook, I don't know, is, is that somebody you know or is that? No, I, uh, I don't know. Who that I'm making sure I'm not calling out names of people that might come back to, <laughs> right. to come to like family dinner or something. <laughs> Gilbert Rook says, white privilege? Can someone please explain to me because I don't fucking see it. I get up, I go to work just like the black folks I work with. I sure as fuck don't have it. And if it exists, well, for fuck's sake, there's a lot of fucks in this. Yeah, oh, it's privileged. For fuck's sakes, ain't I entitled after all I'm white? You leftist idiots are fucking stupid spreading this shit. I can honestly say I've never apologized for my whiteness, and I don't expect any black, brown, red, or yellow folks to apologize for theirs. It seems to me anyone spearding this bullshit. <laughs> I'm assuming spreading. 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 I'm assuming he meant spreading. Yes. He said spearding. Spearding. You can do spearding. Spearding this bullshit are the true racists. And I, I kind of get what he's saying here. I, I understand what he's saying. I understand where he's coming from. But posts like this behind your keyboard right. aren't exactly. doing us any good. Exactly. It's not it's not helping the situation. It's not helping bring people together. It's just saying, yeah. fuck all you leftists. Yep. Stop spreading I, this I shit. I ain't listening to the shit you're spreading, so move on because I'm doing all right. Right, exactly. Uh, we got that one. I think that was it. That's that it. It seemed like it was it. So I we had so much more to talk about. Yeah, time flies when you're having it fun, It does, huh? but we are really pushing it now. Um, we had a whole other section because I didn't think we'd be able to cover an entire show and what we already talked about. So we're both uh, pretty accomplished bullshitters. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I, I intended to add an entire another section to this, but that didn't happen. So we're going to have to push that to another episode. We still got a lot of good stuff to say. Please come back next week. Um, don't buy into this shit. Like I said, like Bill said, they don't, they don't care really where you stand. It's just as long as you stand on the line with them, mm -hmm. as long as you're spitting what your party is saying, as long as you're subscribing to the group think, then if you're not, then you're an evil person. You're a racist right. or you're a commie or, I mean, I've heard both of those oh, yeah. just thrown around Randomly. belligerently yeah. this, this like, week. You even know what a fucking communist is. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly. These, we, do you know we, what a fucking fascist just is? Just gotta go get the commies. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, communism, we talked about the dictators and communism, the dictators and fascism, they're yeah. not far from the same thing. No, no. So, I mean, educate yourselves, people, first of all. Yeah. Be a centrist because that's where free think is promoted. Mm -hmm. That's why we do this. Yeah, go, you want to be somewhere where you can ask those hard questions and mm -hmm. not get ridiculed and vilified for it. Right, and and don't think that you shouldn't have any kind of dissent towards what you're saying because as we've we've said, like the dialogue back and forth is what you what makes you a stronger person. Like having like countering that makes you believe what you believe, and like 
teaches you why you believe that, not just because some drone told you to believe that. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I feel that's why we're here. Um, I, I thought before we started this, that starting another podcast when podcasts are so, um, there's so many of them out there now, it's kind of a saturated thing, but still I think there needs to be more people talking, more people sharing, more people like promoting free speech, promoting the freedom of thought. And that's why I justified we got to do this because the more people that are promoting it, the more it gets out there and it empowers us as, as people, as Americans. Yeah. There's a quote that I really like by Thomas Jefferson and it says, um, question everything, even the very existence, existence of God, because if there is a God, he would want you to question. Uh, absolutely. And I won't get into that because I grew up in, an atmosphere where questioning God was, was wrong. And so I like that a lot. Definitely question things, definitely keep talking, keep the dialogue going and then think for yourselves. Yes. But I think we're going to leave you with that. We'll get into the rest of this on another week. Um, maybe next week, if a bunch of shit doesn't go down this week, we keep saying that, but a bunch of shit always, it always goes down. It's like, come on guys, let's, let's just, Put it for you know what it is. There's no fucking sports. <laughs> That's it. There's there is no sports, so people are just focusing on everything else. Right. So thank you, MLB. Yeah, uh, freaking <laughs> baseball. All right, we're gonna let you go. Definitely check us out on all our um, social medias. Like we said, um, come back next week because we're gonna have a lot more to talk about. Thanks again for listening. Keep talking. Never ever stop talking. Never.